0: Hey everyone, uh, it's Editing Zoya here. Um, a couple of disclaimers before we get started with the episode. First, our audio is kind of spotty, uh, particularly mine, throughout the episode, um, and we are trying to get that solved for our future recordings. So, for hopefully in our next few episodes, um, in a few episodes' time, we will have. Better audio and hopefully a better mic system, and all that. So hang tight. Uh, I promise the content is still really nice. So definitely keep listening, and we will get the audio issue solved as soon as we can. Um, the second thing is, throughout the rapid fire question section, there are a couple of there are a few pauses between asking the questions and answering, um, and that is because we are waiting for the the spin-the-wheel thing to give us the question since we were doing it randomly um, and we didn't realize that the audio wouldn't make it into the recordings so that's why those pauses are there Um, but they're not very long so hopefully it shouldn't be a bother I just wanted to let anyone know um, in case they were wondering why there was just empty blank uh, space with no talking so yeah uh, that's it for now Uh, And I hope you guys enjoy the episode, so let's get into it. Hi, and welcome to Act One, Take Five, where two high school friends turn late night rants into a podcast. We're your
1: hosts, Zoya Patel and Priya Patel. Join us in exploring the world of fiction where everything is up to your imagination. Today is our very first episode, and we're extremely excited to be doing this podcast together. We hope you enjoy what we have in store for today's episode. share a few things about what this podcast is on as well as a small introduction as to who we are. Majority of the time in this podcast we'll be geeking off over books, films, TV shows, plays, musicals, and even some music. I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but you get the point. Both of us tend to overanalyze like every piece of fiction and we just ramble off over every detail so we thought we'd share it with the internet. We'll talk more about how we started this podcast and why we did it later in today's episode, but first Let's get to why we picked Act 1, Take 5 as our podcast name.
0: So the reason we chose Act 1, Take 5 as the name of our podcast was mainly because of the usage behind the two phrases. Um, Act 1 is commonly used to signal the beginning of a story, especially in plays and books. And Take 5 is often used to signal a break, but not the end, especially in films. As a child, I fell in love with these stories and I would take elements from all these different universes and piece them together in my own sort of adventure and escape. I believe that these stories don't end with the words on the page or the screen, but they continue to live on inside each of us that consumes these stories. And as long as we remember them, they won't ever finish. Together, these phrases, act one and take five show how Beginnings don't necessarily signal ends, but rather signal a continuous journey through not only our world, but also the world of narrative.
1: Now that we've taken some time to talk about our podcast, we'll go ahead and share some things about our crazy selves. We'll share why we enjoy each type of fiction that we're going to be talking about within this podcast. So for me, starting off with books, books have kind of just always been one of the like one of my favorite forms of entertainment even though um, lately I haven't been reading that much at all, Um, especially with just high school from ninth to 11th grade now, I just haven't been reading that much. But books are usually something I just grab and finish in like one day because they just have everything in it. And when I read, I just kind of like create this world in my mind, which I think is what makes like books extremely special. Um, Another source of like fiction that we really enjoy are films. And for me personally, I just love the whole directing aspect of a film. And how different scenes and dialogues are put together, how actors and actresses can just convey just so much emotion and really get into a character. Um, I've also watched a bunch of movies, especially because like, I was introduced to a lot of them by my uncle, who's like super into film. And like to just go into more of the category of films, kind of like plays as well. I've also always like loved watching plays. Um, in elementary, we used to always like every school year we would go and watch a play and I like come I like remember so vividly watching um The Adventures of Huck Finn um that film was just that play was just amazing the way the whole like play came to get came to life like the actors and the people who were like conveying the characters and we read like the book um or er- like earlier before we went so it just felt so nice to see it come to like come to life Um, as well as um, some, like, music that we listen to. Like, music is something I've always been a nerd about. Like, I can literally listen to any type of music, every type of genre, and tell you exactly why I love it. Um, But I love music because of the lyrics behind some of the songs that people put out. And just the fact that in three minutes, somebody can convey so much, like, so much meaning is just amazing and beautiful. Um, Especially with me, I really enjoy K-pop. And K-pop has so much meaning within like the lyrics and even the music videos that they put out, which also kind of connects to why I really love film because it's just the directing process.
0: Yeah, so now a little bit about me. Um, Books, I have always loved books. I've been a huge book nerd all my life. Um, I always had a book in my hand and I was known as the girl that never went anywhere without a book, no matter where it was. Um, And like Priya, I always enjoy creating that world in my mind and visualizing it all and having it play out the way I imagined it. And I think that's just really the power of words and I really enjoyed that. For films, um, my family in particular, we weren't very, you know, pop culture, we never watched the popular movies of the time. Uh, But growing up, I was super obsessed with Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, all of those sort of movies. Um, And as time went on, I got into other fandom-based movies like Star Wars and Marvel. And now that I started watching a lot more movies um, from various um, areas of film, I really appreciate a well-written film where the depth of characters is shown and this applies to books, plays, movies, TV shows, all kinds of different things. I just really enjoy a story where the depth of the characters is shown. So for plays, um, I'm hoping to get more into them but I have always loved theater ever since I did a one act play this summer before third grade um, and it's just really helped me personally um, get out of my shell as a very shy child. Uh, And now I really love how the story can come to life on the stage with all these different elements like lighting, story, setting, all that, uh, all those different elements, all live without any editing. And for music, I personally have never been into music. I've never liked it very much. Um, It was just very noisy to me a lot Um, and, until I started listening to K-pop because of my friends, one of them being Priya, um, I never appreciated it. And even now, I don't really listen to him much. But one of the reasons I like K-pop is because of the depth behind the lyrics and music videos. Um, and I'm open to getting more into music and learning more about it, though. So hopefully through this podcast, I'll be learning a lot more about that. So that'll be interesting.
1: Now that you all know a little bit about each of us, um, let's talk about why we decided to like host this entire podcast together. Um, in general, uh, we are we are best friends, so that also plays a big part into this. But we used to always have like conversations, especially at night, o- over text too. Especially because of the pandemic, we didn't really have that chance to talk with each other in person. Um, we would use we would talk about books, shows, movies, everything over text, and we thought it would be fun to broadcast these conversations, you know, to the world. And we felt like uh, a lot of our opinions weren't really uh, well represented in a lot of these general fandoms for the books and shows, or even movies we talked about. And we wanted a chance to share our own interpretations or our own op- in, like opinions on the characters and books we read to see what people think.
0: Okay. Um, welcome to our second segment of this episode. Um, it'll be a series of rapid fire questions, which may not be very rapid fiery because both of us take way too long to think about a question. Uh, But we will try to make it as fast paced as possible. So let's get into the questions. We'll be doing this with like a spinny wheel thing. Um, So yeah, let's get into it.
1: Okay, the first question is for Zoya. It is what is something discouraged to discouraged to do to your books that you still do. I I
0: still doggy ear the pages of my books, (laughs) Um, and people on Book Talk will very much yell at me for that. But I do that, occasionally with my paperback books. I will crack the spine, but I. Hate it when someone else does it to my books. I have to be the one to do it. So that is my answer to this question. So now the next question will be for Priya. Let's see what comes up. Okay. Would you rather be able to only read the first page of a book or only read the last page of a book? Or if you want to take it in the context context of film, would you rather only read the first, watch the first scene, or watch the last scene?
1: Okay, this one was kind of hard to, like, just, it's a hard question in general. You would think, oh, just pick, you know, the last page, which is my decision, is to read the last page of a book, and I did think hard about this one, okay? So, with the first page, I feel like you can miss out on so much, but there's so many times where books or movies start with a completely boring or terrible start to their story and I feel like they could do so much better with it that mm-hmm. it makes me want to read the last page more because there's it's like so rare to see someone start a story or a book or a movie anything the right way or like the perfect way um recently I read a book that like started the book so much like so strongly that I feel like I wouldn't need to read the like end of it which was um the chronicles of a death foretold but I think that was the whole purpose of that book but I think the last page or the last scene just hits differently because you don't know like at the end people put those like final words that just they you know they mean so much the whole story and it doesn't even have to be like an end to the story. like I I don't like full ends to a story anyway, but I love to see where each character and where their story is gonna go on. So I find the last page or the last scene to be really important to a story. like I would not want to not have that last page. When I'm done reading you know 300 pages and just left nowhere to know nothing
0: that is a very interesting response okay our next question
1: perfect for Zoya what are your favorite books okay um I actually have no
0: idea um recently I really started loving enemies to lovers I think that's just a timeless one as long as it's done properly I think it's done it can be very very good um I also like um right person wrong time a lot um a lot of sad tropes as well (laughs) um and another one is just morally ambiguous characters in general not just like villains but also heroes and side characters I like when there's moral depth to the characters where like they could be interpreted as either good or bad or I mean I just think it makes them a lot more human so that one's probably my favorite favorite trope um I can't really think of any other tropes right now but there's dozens of them out there but yeah that would be my favorite one Okay, hey, moving on to the next question for Priya. Okay, Priya. What movies and books can you keep re-watching or rereading?
1: For okay. Uh okay, for books, it's really random, okay? But if I think about it, there's this one dystopian novel and i feel like i read it like so long ago like maybe even like bef- like sixth grade or something and i don't even think it's like the greatest like an amazing dystopian novel at all i just think it was like a, it's a good one and i just gives me nostalgic feels and it's legend by mary lou i think and that one a good book. i have read May i probably read that like eight times i i don't even know why i have the like the original copy with me so Every time I'm bored and I want to finish something in like three hours and just want to, you know, go through that time again, I literally go and pick that book out every single time. And then for movies, this is an obvious one, but it's Inception, uh, directed by Mm -hmm. the one and only Christopher Nolan. And that's just a movie I can watch a hundred times and find a hundred different things in everything. And the first time I watched it was with my uncle. And it was really funny because everyone else who was watching with us like completely fell asleep, were bored out of their mind. But for me, I was interested, you know, 12 year old me was interested in Inception by Christopher Nolan as if she could understand anything happening. But after watching it like a 100 times forcing my family to watch it, like, um, during like winter break last year, I even forced them to watch and I, I forced my sisters to watch it with me, even though they couldn't process a thing. I just think it's such a well done movie and you can always watch it again and again. Same with Interstellar by him. I think that's another timeless movie.
0: But yeah. I'll have to start watching Christopher Nolan movies, especially with the amount of times you talk about him. I'll have to start watching that. And yeah. I've only ever read the first book of the Legend series. So I have to I have oh, to God, there's I didn't even three read more books,
1: right? Yeah, there's there's three in the series, I think. Yeah. Okay. Was there three yeah I five?
0: really loved Legend, but then like the beginning of the second one. I don't know. I didn't really get into the second one, so I just never finished the series. But I think I'm I read sure. the
1: entire series within the same, like, week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why. I, I don't even think it's, like, the greatest dystopian novel. I feel like it was a dystopian novel made for, like, you know, younger kids, like, if you were, yeah. like, 14, 15. I just, I just found it so enjoyable. I always go back to it.
0: But then that begs the question, which dystopian novel do you think is the best oh, that Lord. you read?
1: I have no idea. That's gonna take me a while to think of, bro. Um, yeah, it's okay. I have no idea either. So. Um, I don't. I honestly, though, I feel like it is basic, but sometimes I do find myself just enjoying Divergent a little too much. Honestly, mm, yeah. I, 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 and I don't know if it's because I really do enjoy it as more than any other um, dystopian novel. Because I don't think so. I'm sure there's something I'm missing, but it's because in my house, my mom, one, loves the movies. So does my sister, mm-hmm. which is embarrassing because they haven't read the books. My youngest sister hasn't, and neither has my mom, even though I forced her, like, a 100 times. Um, I just feel like because everyone in my house always goes back to Divergent, I always go back to the books, and I love it. And I remember reading it so young, so I feel like it just was that dy- the novel that, like, really got me into, dy- like, dystopian novels in the first place, or even dystopian movies at that point.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I liked the ending of Divergent. I think that was a really interesting ending.
1: I just like the girl boss, you know, part of (laughs) it. Okay, we can move on to the next question. (laughs) Okay. This one's for Julia. Let's see what the wheel chooses. Oh, perfect. What version of books do you prefer? Audio, ebook, or physical?
0: Okay, this is a no-brainer. Physical all the way. I'm, okay. Yeah, definitely, definitely physical. There's just something different about holding the physical book in your hand and feeling like the pages and everything. And I just love the smell of books as well. Um, audiobooks, I hate audiobooks and my dad will very much differ on this. He loves audiobooks and is always listening to audiobooks, but I absolutely hate them. And ebooks I recently started reading them only because I haven't had enough time to go to the library as often. So I just download the book and read it on my phone. Um, But I usually only do that for like easier reads. um, Not like the very intense ones. I usually save those for physical. But yeah, hands down physical books definitely wins.
1: It's really funny because I think your dad is literally like the exact same human being as my mom. She's (laughs) like obsessed with ebooks. Um I was trying to make her read The House of Gucci when we were on mm-hmm. our when we were on a road trip um over winter break and she literally I was like oh you should at least try and read the ebook and I'm so joy with this physical books it just takes over yeah. by a ton whoever invented the Kindle please get out of here <laughs> physical books for the win but with audio it's just terrible I cannot keep up um we've been having like read aloud calls for our for the Scarlet Letter of all things, and it's been by far the most terrible experience. It should not I can't listen to somebody read. I have to just hold the hold the book and read myself. But yeah.
0: Especially in eighteen or no, what is it? Nineteenth century novel. Yeah. Like, how can it's you so have hard. that as an audiobook?
1: Like <laughs> you can't be reading Die Dao though and make <laughs> like keep my attention. I have to read that myself. Especially to understand it.
0: Yeah. Okay, next question. Okay, this one I'm asking, right? Okay, how long is your to-be-read list or okay. to-be-watched list?
1: This one, okay, I'll definitely have more for to-be-watched than to-be-read. Like I said, like, I haven't actually tried to pick up a book outside of, like, you know, what I'm reading for school nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. But earlier when I checked, I had to put all these together because... I had to put all these together earlier because, like, I have 5,000 notes spread all over my phone, over two whole different notes app on top of that, okay? It's not even in one note app. And I gathered, like, it, like, has to be 20 or even more than 20, like, movies and shows that I want to watch. Um, I know there's a lot of K-dramas recently I've been recommended. But I never got to them because people told me like the endings weren't that good. And I kind of really trust in these people. So I just never got to those. I haven't even opened my Netflix app for like three months. So even if I did have something on my watch list, I haven't watched it. But for books, it's actually grown a lot. Because when I go to school, like people always talking about books, or even like my teachers talk about movies and things like that. And I've slowly started like making a list of those. I know there's like about like eight books I kind of want to read, like *War and Peace*. Uh, there's, uh, Zoya actually got me all seven Jane Austen novels. That's definitely on my list. Um, I have *The Handmaid's Tale* on my read list. Um, I also actually have to do that for school as well, so I was happy that we were offered to read that for school because now that's one taken off. Um, I also want to watch the show for it too because my mom watched it and she said it was really amazing. But yeah, that's that's pretty much. How long it is. I'm sure there's more everywhere. Oh. Some stored in my head. You know.
0: Somewhere in your 100 different note apps and notes.
1: All right. We have the next question for Zoya. Okay. What do you think? What do you, okay. What, what do you think? Okay. When did the movie do better? Than, like when did the movie capture the book better than the book captured itself? How about that?
0: okay what when was the movie adaptation of a book better better than than the book book? yeah (laughs) okay yeah sorry this is worded very weirdly on the screen which is why we had a problem with this. um oh i for most things i think the book does a much better job than the movie in basically everything um there were a couple of scenes in that I actually liked the the movie doing a lot better than the book did, um, and I think there there seems that a lot of Potterheads will agree on. So they're not like um, <laughs> very controversial ones. They're they're actually ones that I think the movie added a lot more depth and um, sort of story behind those. Um, those particular scenes but yeah those couple of scenes in the harry potter movies i think did it better than the book But overall the harry potter books were so much better than the movie like i am so mad at the fourth movie now because i recently reread the fourth book and the fourth book had so much more than i remembered it having because i just remembered the movie adaptation of it so yeah hands down book adaptation does it better there's just a couple of scenes here and there that the movie does better
1: exactly i feel like the only way a movie can even try and compare to a book is only if they really understand the scene from a like from the book and one they have to match exactly what i'm thinking in my head that that scene is yeah. supposed to look like which already makes it very difficult on movie directors but the scene mm-hmm. really has to have like the characters getting into the character's personality otherwise it, it gets really weak
0: then yeah, little details,
1: you have to have the little details if you don't then so sorry, but you've missed it. Missed it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. agree on that. Okay, this one is for Priya. How do you choose what you want to read or
1: watch? This is a terrible question to ask me. I am by far (laughs) the most indecisive person you'll ever meet in your life. I don't like like i said making that list finding a list of what i read and what i have to watch or what i have to read and what i have to watch was already difficult so now imagine how i pick pick these things out i am so bad at it it like for for movies and things um i i'm not really like fresh with actors and actresses i just enjoy when they're in a certain movie or show so i never like keep up with them so i don't really do it that way kind of whatever's just recommended to me by people with like similar interests in like movies and things as me. I also have like, I like too many things. So it's hard to find the right thing, but my mom has really good and really similar taste to me when it comes to watching shows and movies. So whatever she watches, I tend to watch or pick up after her. Um, As for reading, um, whatever I'm recommended at school or even things that are like similar to what I have enjoyed reading from school, um, Zoya gives me a lot as well. And for shows, a lot of like k drama specifically, I kind of pick up on uh, like cast people who storylines that I feel like are really similar to what I enjoy a lot before I, for things I've watched beforehand. But yeah, there's nothing much to it. Kind of just pops up on my Netflix recommended or something like that and I'll pick it. Has to be very storytelling to me. Like just the summary. I like summaries because I, I can tell so much from them in my opinion yeah yeah do you like
0: judge a book by its cover
1: yes i 100% do that's why i find it so important to have the best cover artist you have to have the right cover artist please i'm so picky every little detail i even read the like (laughs) when like new york times puts their little (laughs) what they thought (laughs) about the book and like the little quotes at the front i'll read those and they matter to me so I really, (laughs) really look at every little thing on a book, on a movie, everything reviews, but reviews without spoilers, obviously.
0: Mm -hmm. Next question. Free.
1: Yep, spoiler free. We are not spoiler free.
0: Yeah, our podcast (laughs) is not spoiler free.
1: Okay. Next question for Zoya. Please share your favorite genres with us. Oh
0: my god! First the tropes question, and now the genres question. Okay, I'm not really uh what's it called? I'm not picky about my genres. Um, when it comes to books, I'm not a fan of horror books or films for that matter. Um, I, I'm good with basically any genre as long as the summary sounds interesting and it looks interesting. I will watch it or read it. Um, I enjoy fantasy, um, romance, mystery um I don't know what else but yeah basically anything really I'll read as long as it's interesting yeah okay next question for Priya
1: god it's spinning so long this time (laughs) (laughs) okay favorite childhood book book or can it be like shows movies and all that anything okay well actually this connects very well um just like zoya um i obviously watched a bunch of like um disney things when growing up as well especially with the chaotic mm-hmm. sisters i do have who are probably much more into all the disney stuff than even me they're crazy about it but we have all these old disney books in my house like literally the hardcover by disney and like hey, whole shelf is just with disney on the corner of it and we'll never throw those away I don't know how he got him probably like somebody my dad my mom somebody store them oh I think it was my aunt or somebody we have all these Disney books for everything and that kind of goes to you know Cinderella being the best as well uh we uh we have the book for it I've watched the movie a hundred times every all the different types too um but outside of Disney some shows I found made my entire childhood are anything off of PBS kids (laughs) um (laughs) First off, whenever I meet someone and they tell me they watch like Disney, like Disney channel growing up, I always find it so hard to relate with because I I mean, I can because I would go on YouTube and like find like those little like corner like episodes, videos and watch those. (laughs) (laughs) But PBS Kids was for me. And um, I loved Arthur, which is very typical, but it was amazing. Electric company. I don't know. I think it came on like either early, early in the morning. So like we would make our pancakes and sit down for breakfast outside in the living room at like wake up make sure at like 5 30, just so we can watch it. Um and oh, then there was company
0: like, I don't remember that one from QBS. Yeah, like
1: so early. It was like literally came out came out at like five in the morning. So you had to be awake. Oh. And another channel was like Cubo. It was also another one. And I I remember one staying up we just stay up for, we just stayed up for anything or woke up early but like really late at night there was like he and Shira something that my parents even grew up watching so i found it funny we used to stay up watch that and they had this one show called jane and the dragon and i don't know but that one just went so hard it was like it was like old setting and back then when i was like younger i was like oh wow this is so cool my first like experience with something taken back in the time or something like that but it was really interesting And yeah, those are basically it. I don't know. Probably forgot a lot. Nice. Very similar childhoods there. Oh, yeah. This is why me and Zoya relate. We've probably already had half these conversations 15 times before, too. This is why we would love to meet with everyone. Because I can have it 100 more times as well.
0: Yeah. Also, we're both very forgetful people. So I don't always remember when we've had (laughs) a conversation. (laughs)
1: okay would you rather question for Zoya this time would you rather have a book or movie ending spoiled for you or just never know the ending
0: ah okay as a person that sort of spoils endings for myself I'd rather have the book or movie ending spoiled for me um so I I hate it when I'm spoiled but also like if I'm if I cannot watch like, you know, the end of a show if I have like sixteen episodes left, or if I have like three hundred pages left of my book and I just need to know what happened, I'll like go on Google and I'll like I'll skim the articles and sort of spoil it for me. So there's been like shows where I go into knowing who dies and <laughs> who gets together and all that. So definitely I would rather have my book ending spoiled because never knowing the ending would kill me. Like, I don't think I could do that. I need to know the ending no matter the cost.
1: So. Spoilers. 100% agree with Zoya. And yeah. if y'all don't y'all don't know this, but Zoya has literally comes to me every time she starts a show that she knows I've watched and sits there and asks me every question that answers <laughs> every part of the plot. Like, one time she was watching this K-drama and literally comes to ask me 100 questions. I was about to tell her like 15 plunkers were about to die. Just because I she the way she asks those questions, it's like she wants you to basically just tell her what's ha- what's, what's gonna happen because she can't yeah. wait it is such a Zoya thing to do and she's done it so many times. I just know if, if she's gonna come ask me and like she'll like go on for hours too about it like first off, I can't remember all those little details and I don't know where you're at. I'm going to spoil it for you on accident. she's that's just how she is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Priya because yeah, specifically that kid drama. We were talking about, um, I after every single episode, probably in the middle of the episodes too, I went and yeah. I texted her like, "Oh my god, this happened! This happened! This happened! What's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next?" And I feel very bad because I don't think I'd be able to suppress wanting to tell a spoiler to somebody, but Priya does that very well, and she won't give me any spoilers. So kudos nope. to her. <sighs> okay, wait, whose question is this now?
1: I think it's mine. You answered.
0: Cool, cool. Okay, the first book you remember reading.
1: Okay, me and Zoya actually talked about this (laughs) a a lot, like a few days ago, and how we started reading, like, you know those, like, training books that they give you at school? Uh, The books. the Bob books, yeah. And I, I, I remember, I will tell you my perspective on getting those Bob books. I treated them like they were, like, the most prized possession in my entire life. Yes they were all colored differently based on your skill level and in my school you got tested so you had to come to school prepared to read the book to your teacher and then you get the next one and so they would give it to you put it in a ziploc bag and like write your name on the ziploc and tell you to take it home to read and I used to think I was so fancy for owning those books and I literally loved reading those books and um, my cousin started reading recently and when I went to their house, I saw the Bob books, and I just got so happy inside. It just felt so amazing. Ugh, those books really did make my childhood. But when I, like, in general, in elementary, I think it was first or second grade, I think it was the first time I really, like, read something or was super interested in a book, because I still remember it to this day. And our teacher read us um, Little House on the Prairie. And You're after the best she read book it, ever. I myself I was like I will read this book right now after she is done and I will make sure I read it and then after that I read the ever all the books after that but that was I think the very first like on my cho- like with my choice and my own will I read something and like truly enjoyed it and just imagine how cool it is saying your first book that you really enjoyed that you actually read was Little House on the Prairie like go me oh my god yeah. oh my god Little House on the
0: Prairie that entire series was so so good
1: so we had the books at our house too like that's how nerdy i was when it came when it came
0: to that i remember checking them out at the school library and our school library is not very big but there was like a shelf at the very back that had like half of the series not even the full series i remember they had this huge little house in the big woods book and it was like six year old me carrying around this huge little house in the big woods book but, and yeah. it's not like it was really that big because yeah. I've seen the smaller versions of it, and it's not very thick. But it did, for some reason, it was printed large, so <laughs> it was just this huge book. <laughs> those were such good books. Amazing. Love love Laura Ingalls Wilder for those.
1: Oh, literally. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> now for Zoya. Oh, we get to stay with our childhood. I think. What is your favorite childhood film and TV show?
0: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make this one anything as well, like we did with the book one. Um, and I'll answer it as a book instead, uh, since pre-answer for film and TV show. My favorite childhood book, <sighs> okay, uh, Little House on the Prairie was definitely one of them. Um, I remember the Magic Treehouse books was another and obviously harry potter i think over the course of this podcast you'll find out that we're both huge huge harry potter fans um i know i will definitely be mentioning it very much throughout this whole podcast uh so yeah harry potter was one of my favorite childhood books and they remain my favorite favorite book series um to this day i love those books so yeah
1: so Those happy So happy we had this twice because I completely missed out on the whole book section and this is perfect because y- y'all don't understand how much me and Zoya literally love the exact same things yeah. first off just as Zoya said Harry Potter is by far the best book series out there made my entire childhood made will continue making my whole life made a whole board game on that thing have a whole section in my room just for it please know we are obsessed um yeah and in general just what was it? Oh, my God. Uh, like all just everything that we read in our childhood, like the exact same. Was it treehouse? This treehouse yeah. thing? I just completely forgot the name. This is stupid. Magic treehouse. <laughs> Magic treehouse. <laughs> Maybe me like want a whole treehouse in my own house. Like in every single one of the, I've read probably everything in that in high oh, every single book, probably a 100 times, too. There's no way mm-hmm. I have it. That oh was God,
0: another childhood book that I loved growing up were the Rainbow Fairies books oh, Um <laughs> I remember reading those so much <laughs> as like a five or six year old. I loved those books. Oh, I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with those, but they're like these fairies that all had different abilities and they had so many different series on these. And it was these two girls that keep meeting these fairies, and we had to like help them defeat these goblins or whatever. They were so
1: good. So It is totally okay if you don't know Rainbow Fairies. I think Zoe explained <laughs> Rainbow Fairies to me before one time, and I was completely lost. But another one was Nancy Drew. Just like Magic Tree House, I thought I could be like the next, the next Nancy Drew in my life. No wonder I like continue to love mystery my whole life too. Just you know, wanted to get my Nancy Drew on ever since I was little. <laughs>
0: yeah nancy drew nancy drew is a series that my dad actually kept telling me to keep reading and keep reading my dad actually forced me to read a lot of the books i now enjoy (laughs) like harry potter i was so against reading (gasps) i was so adamant to not ever read those books and my dad had the entire series because my cousin um was a huge fan of the books before so he had the whole series in like a box in the garage and one day he went to the garage and took out the box and was sat me down at the dining table and was like, You have to read the first book. And as soon as I read the first chapter, I was in love. And I think that entire day, um, I like I did not let it down. I think I finished that within a few days. And every chapter I'd go to my dad and tell him what happened. And I'd I like, oh my god, did you know that this happened and that this happened? And my dad's never read the books. But he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of the books I enjoyed were because of my dad. So shout out to my dad! Thank you so much for forcing me to read
1: these books. Not oh, my mom's still trying to force me to read things. So sorry, I do not listen. <laughs> oh yeah, no, my
0: dad still forces me to read things, and a lot of times I have a lot. But yeah, moving on to the next question.
1: I have no idea who's supposed to be answering this one. Actually completely lost I think you are oh yeah me yeah.
0: <laughs> what kind of villain do you want to read or watch
1: okay I don't know how people like characterize villains. I don't know like the terms or anything but for me it has to be a villain one the villain has to know exactly what they're talking about what they're doing and I think they practically have to be a genius what like there obviously there's flaws but I just love it when somebody knows everything about what they're doing like they know they're like they know they're stuck with what they want to do and I just love an assertive villain for some reason and Mm. I feel like a villain has to have like it may seem like basic to say like a villain needs to have a good reason for doing what they do but so many times I feel like everyone just lacks a good story or their story doesn't connect like Sure, sometimes people have, like, villains have, like, a dramatic backstory or something that's some tragic story that, you know, made them the, the, the way they are. But when they're, like, being a villain, it's, like, completely irrelevant to who they are. It has no connection. Either you connect it or you leave it open for us. And um, I like a villain who can actually do things. Like, I'll read the book or watch the movie and actually sit there and get frustrated by what they're doing. Like, I have to be getting frustrated by the villain. I can't just know that there's going to be, like, some hero that pops up and saves the day or stops that villain. Or, like, I can't predict that something's, like, going to happen to the villain. I don't like that. I like it when the villain knows what they're doing, and then there's times where they do it so well that it actually frustrates me. And, like, I'm like, can somebody just come here and, like, know (laughs) this man has this flaw and use it to your advantage. But I think that's what makes a villain for me.
0: Mm, Interesting.
1: Next question. Oh, would you rather <laughs> would you rather <laughs> never read a book again or never watch a movie ever again?
0: Okay, this one is oh. never watch a movie again. Um, I I don't think I could give up a book. I would choose a book form of a movie any day. Um, yeah. Never watch a movie again for me.
1: Which is really weird because I feel like at this moment, I would kind of say the opposite, only because I've like, I I really have like stopped reading so many books in my free time. And I just find it nowadays like I just easily can just go to a movie and watch it and be done with it, which is annoying because I would love, like, I would love books more. And I know Mm -hmm. I would because I like making up my own scene for everything, I don't like watching people's scenes for stories. And I just feel like there's so much that happens in books. But just with the fact that I've been watching so many more movies and I've, like, gotten more interested in, like, directing, like, the directing aspect of everything and just the production, I just feel like that's why, as of right now, I would say movies for me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Okay. three
1: questions left.
0: Okay, what kind of character conflicts do you like? And this is a question that Priya specifically asked to put in here. So I'm glad that she got this question.
1: Okay, (laughs) now I feel like my question is, my answer is gonna be like underwhelming. (laughs) Because (laughs) I did struggle with this one. I also just like villains, heroes. I know there's a question about hero coming up too. But like these are the ones like I don't know like the proper like, you know, hero versus like, like villain like kind of like, you know, the different conflicts. So Zoya, please feel free to join in after. But in general, I do like when two characters are trying to reach the like the same goal or same thing at the end, but they do it two completely different ways. And I love it when it clashes. I love when like Zoya could try to go like the moral, her morally right way. I might have different moral standards. So I would love to go my way. And I love where just morals clash and everything. Um, sometimes character uh, like conflicts in general even with themselves like when they're in a situation where like they have to go against their morals I just love anything to do with morals like I love it when a character has to pick between what they always believed in was right and then having to do another way so that they can actually get to where they want to be and I just love it when you can see like the sacrifices people make and how that like impacts it because Maybe, because who knows? Like, who, who, who's to say, who's that character say that that was the wrong decision? Because, you know, I don't know. I just like that kind of stuff. Um, what else? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of pressuring between characters. This is one thing I wrote down for sure. I just like it when a character pressures a character to do something else. And that creates so much conflict because, especially this one's like really common with heroes and villains is where there's this pressuring going on between the characters where like the villain pressures the hero to do something but then it makes the whole story interesting because they're like different approaches to everything now cuz the, the the like the hero or so-called hero or even other characters in the show I love it when that happens because it impacts like everyone's decision in the show like everyone can be pressured to do something which affects the entire story and how an outcome can, can can be and then I think that makes them more like makes the stories more ambiguous in general
0: yeah i completely agree with all of that and like Priya, um morals are my favorite sort of character conflict um yeah i love and i just love when a character has a lot of you know they're three-dimensional and i think flaws make them three-dimensional like i hate perfect heroes and i hate villains that are just evil for the sake of evil because they don't feel human like you're not ever gonna find just a genuinely evil person as in my opinion i don't think there's any genuinely evil person i think there there's a story behind every evil and i like when those sort of things are expressed um and yeah moral conflict i think just makes her reading and watching very interesting to sort of see that battle between you know two different sides per se but yeah Moving on to the next question. There are two questions
1: left. Can't wait till we clash, though, one day. It'll be so fun seeing us argue over something. (laughs) (laughs) So beautiful. Hey, Zoya. What is a current TV show, film, or book you've read or watched or are reading and watching?
0: Okay, so this is a few of them. So for TV show, I recently started Gilmore Girls and so I've been loving Gilmore Girls so far. I'm like only probably halfway through season one but it's been really good so far. Um, I'm excited to see what happens in the rest of the show. But that'll probably take me like a year year and a half to finish, to finish. because I just I can't watch TV shows very fast. Um, for film this one is one that I've been meaning to finish. Um, it's Cruella and me and my brother started watching it and we buzzed it because we had to do something else. But um, I've been want, really, really, really wanting to finish it again because it's really interesting. So we have 30 minutes left. So hopefully we'll be able to finish it soon and watch that. Um, and then for books, um, I don't really have any uh, just plain uh, standalone books being read at the moment. Um, but I've been rereading the Harry Potter series recently, and I am like probably a third or a quarter of the way through the Halfway Prince. So Mm -hmm. that is one that I am currently reading right now. Yeah. What about you, Priya? What have you currently been watching or reading?
1: Uh, for TV show. Just because we're on the like topic, like Gilmore Girls, um, I'm almost done with Modern Family, which literally has taken me Ooh. since August to finish, which is crazy. But it's like my pastime, just casual watch it. And it's just so relaxing, literally since the start of school year. So it's going to mark a momentous moment when I finish it. I'm like, wow, it's been like eight months or something. And then for movie, a movie I've been wanting to watch is Memento, also directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, it's a Also a movie my teacher recommended and it's something always on the list. And so now I have like the urge to watch it. Um, Another TV show is, what was it called? It's on Netflix. It's a new one. It's like Into the Cold, In the Night of Cold, something like that. Um, And it's about like this Russian spy thing. But yeah, that's that's a one that we started. Like I started with my sisters and my mom. My sister and my mom the other day when in... And, like, they both finished it without me um, that same night. So I feel, like, really left out. So I'm going to go and finish that by myself. And for books, um, currently The Scarlet Letter. And um, for our next episode, which is going to be over the X-Talk, that's what I'm going to be starting soon, too. So, yeah, that's that for that question. No, right.
0: yeah, We have okay. the last one. The very last question for today for Priya what kind of hero do you want to read or watch
1: oh this is this is amazing because we kind of already our answers for like the (laughs) conflicts and like the villain have kind of already led up to this but you don't always have to have a starting off I don't always want a hero with like a super tragic story also um I don't like like I find myself not even enjoying that as much anymore because people are really bad at You know, like I said, for even the villain, like, just connecting a backstory with how the hero acts throughout a book or a movie. But I like, I like motivational heroes, (laughs) weirdly. But like, like Zoya says, it's because, like, they're motivational because they have flaws and this, like, experiences that make them more, like, understanding and connecting with everyone around them. Like, nobody's going to believe some perfect hero. You're going to believe somebody with flaws. And I just like that. And I also looked this up, but like, you know, like heroes can be like, like have a team around them and like group of people. I just love, love anything with groups of people. around. Like it just makes a, like, uh in shows a lot, I love when there's side characters who really help the hero. Like I wouldn't, I hate when people say, oh, there's one hero in those kind of shows because I find like the whole team making it, whether it's from humor to just ideas and everything. And you find that with a lot of like, um the Marvel and DC shows that they put out on the side it's more like team or like people working together um you also see it in a lot of k-dramas where there's this one like called Mad Dog and I just love how everyone works as a team in that one um even in movies I I would love to see that more in movies where it's more teamwork because I feel like movies lack that because movies tend to have a lot of focus especially on one character and one hero the Mm -hmm. whole time but yeah that's what I really enjoy in a hero
0: yeah, I, I agree with most so of that. Um, and about your point about the team thing, I, I really like it when the hero has a team too. Um, and I actually kind of feel bad because sometimes the hero gets completely overshadowed um, over everything else.
1: Yeah. And
0: obviously the one I'm thinking of is Harry Potter. <laughs> the most underrated character of his own series. It's true. I don't know who can everyone yeah it's, it's just yeah. true and i feel really bad because i mean i love all the other characters but poor harry has gone yeah. through so much and he's still like treated as like a bottom tier character yeah. in his own series yeah literally like
1: um, right. even like literally the way people talk about it like just cat like People from the fandom when you talk about it, or even the way he's treated by characters within the show and within <laughs> the book, everyone's just like feels, yeah. Like, oh <laughs> Harry, man. oh yeah. Harry, it's always
0: oh Harry. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, the first time I read the books, and for the longest time, and still is Hermione was my favorite character. But now, rereading the series, um, I feel a lot more sympathy for Harry, Harry. and I've started to sort of. And I think when I was first reading them, I didn't really understand a lot of the stuff that happened to Harry and a lot of his emotions. But now, especially because at least the part I'm on, um, we're the same age. And I Mm -hmm. sort of feel like I can relate to him a lot more and sort of process his emotions a lot more. Um, So yeah, I think that also goes back to like, Harry's not a very morally perfect perfect person a lot of the time. (laughs) Um, So... Again, moral ambiguity in a hero is huge. I think that's a very very important aspect of a hero in a book, film. And yeah, I think you're right that films don't do it that much. Because, yeah, I think a lot of them focus a lot more on like the effects and what will catch the audience's attention. Mm -hmm. And they only have like an hour to two hours to convey the whole
1: story. So, yeah. That's anyway, it for our rapid fire question segment. Yes.
0: Is there anything that you would like to add to any of the questions that you were not able
1: to now I think, I think I'm good. I think I rambled enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so that is a wrap on the rapid fire. Coming up, we'll have an episode focusing on the X-Talk an enemies to lovers office romance rom-com about two co-workers working who get stuck hosting a podcast together. We'll be releasing that episode in about two weeks, so be sure to read the book to avoid being spoiled, as this is not a spoiler-free zone podcast.
1: Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. We hope you enjoyed getting to know about us and what this podcast has in store. You can currently follow us on Instagram to receive updates about this podcast, And you can listen to our podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podchaser, and Google Podcasts. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love if you could recommend us to friends and family who you think may enjoy this podcast as well. That will be all for today's episode. Thank you so much again for listening and see you all on the next episode of Act One, Take Five.